You're listening to the unofficial Shopify podcast. This podcast is brought to you by WebsiteRescues.com. Are you making the most of your store? To download a totally free guide with 25 conversion rate optimization ideas you must know about to effectively optimize your Shopify store, head to WebsiteRescues.com and fill out the form. Shave off hours of guesswork and start growing your revenue. Have you ever wondered how to buy or sell a website? Maybe rather than start from scratch with a new website, you buy someone else's existing Shopify business, or you have a successful Shopify business, but you want to start something new, so you're looking to sell yours. I've never done this um, on either side of the table, buying or selling, and really had no idea how you go about it, how you evaluate it. So, um, you know, and I've had other people ask me this too. So today uh, on the unofficial Shopify podcast, we're going to talk to a real-life business broker who actually specializes in e-commerce websites. Um, and though probably not the most exciting topic, um, it is valuable to some people and we've got to really, um, should, we should be able to get some concise information out of it. So let's give, um, uh, Mr. David Newell a call. Hey, Kurt, how are you? I'm well, yourself? Good. You can hear me. Okay. Yes, I sure can. Awesome. How's life? <laughs> Very good. Um, alrighty. And you had wanted to discuss, um. The, the topic of the day was purchasing, um, was buying and selling businesses, e-commerce websites, correct? Yeah. Very good. Um, and tell me about yourself, David. Yeah, so um, I'm the brokerage director at FE International, which is one of a few specialist uh, online business brokerage firms uh, in the world. We've been doing it for about five years now. I initially set up in London and we've just opened our new office up in the US. And we help people buy and sell anywhere between 60 to 80 online businesses uh, a year between the range of $20,000 right up to $5 million. Hmm. And we work primarily for sellers. So we help them prepare their businesses for sale, get the marketing materials together and then go out and, and market to our investor base and then run the, you know, the deal process through due diligence, through legals and, and into closing. Um, but my specific role is to work with um, buyers uh, for the most part and help them understand what a sensible online business is for them um, and how to go about buying it safely and successfully. Hmm. Okay, so tell um, I have never bought or sold a business um, or even been involved in it, you know, and I've been working with, with websites for six years and exclusively with e-commerce stuff uh, for a little over a year now. Um, but it fascinates me. I don't even know where to begin with, you know, how do you, uh, um, how you do valuations, how, um, how you even go about selling it. Walk me through it. Uh, online business valuation work quite similar to offline business valuation. So there are multiple methods to value a business with sort of increasing sophistication depending on the data you have but the primary the sort of the, the majority used valuation method for online businesses and websites is as a multiple of their net profit so if you run an e-commerce business that is making you know $100,000 a year, let's say, in revenue and $30,000 to you in net profit, then you can expect to sell that business um, on a multiple of that $30,000. Um, and that multiple can vary anywhere between two times right up to four times, depending on a variety of business-specific characteristics. 
And there's quite a lot that goes into that uh, in terms of what those characteristics are. But to boil them down to the, the very bare essentials, um, there are things like the age of the business. So that tells buyers how long you've been around for and how well established you are, which is a sort of a hallmark of trust that's quite important. Um, the financial sort of track record of the business, i.e. whether you're growing, declining, or going straight. Obviously, buyers will pay more for businesses that are going up um, than they are going down. Uh, then there's the number of hours that you spend in, in the business, you know, uh, particularly so of e-commerce ones. You see a great variety in the you know, amount of time the owner puts in per, per week, uh, you know, in a dropship model, for example, versus uh, a fulfillment model, things can be quite different. Uh, and that's important for buyers because ultimately you have to be replaced uh, when they're buying a business. And the more you work in it, the more that's going to cost or the more they're going to have to work in it. So that's three sort of um, big kind of factors that help, you know, drive you along that two to four times net profit um, range. Okay. Um, but obviously, you know, there's a list as long as my arm of uh, things that go into that number. Sure. And if I were looking um, to find a website that was for sale, where would I do that? How would I begin? So there's three popular channels to find online businesses at the moment. Um, one is through brokers like ourselves um, that have kind of forged a, a niche for ourselves as vetting online businesses. So um, there's a handful of quite well-established players out there that you could find just Googling you know, websites for sale or online businesses for sale. The second channel uh, is one that's been around for a while now, and that's flipper.com. That's kind of a uh, website auction marketplace. It's the eBay of websites. Right. Um, it's been in formation now for over 10 years. It's got um, it's got a big name, but um, a, a difficult reputation uh, amongst buyers in particular because of the um, they don't vet the businesses that you list there. So um, quite a lot of them can be slightly different to perhaps how they're advertised. Oh, okay, I didn't realize and, that. Yeah, and then the third um, avenue is to go for your kind of traditional business for sale marketplaces, so like bizbuysell.com, uh, businessbroker.net. Um, those are quite popular um, online sort of business marketplaces where historically, you know, if you wanted to buy a franchise or a petrol station or whatever, you could go there. And now they've also opened up to allow internet businesses. So those are your three most popular channels. Cool. And if one, you know, once I've, I've picked a channel I'm comfortable with, I'm looking, what's the criteria I would use to determine if a website's worth buying? Yeah. So great question. Um, I think, uh, particularly coming from an a e-commerce angle, um, the first thing that you're going to want to do um, when you're appraising a business uh, is look for uh, is look over the traffic associated with the business, which is obviously the lifeblood of any online business, but um, particularly so um, in e-commerce businesses. And I think. Um, uh, the sales materials for any internet business or website for sale should have a lot of you know, the Google Analytics information regarding the business. And you want to be looking specifically for all of the trends in the traffic sources uh, on a week-by-week -week and a month-by-month -month basis, you know, checking to see whether they're going up, down, or consistent, 
Are there any spikes? If so, what are the explanations for each? Is there any history of Google penalties? What was done to convert that um, if there was an issue? And by extension, you know, a lot of uh, businesses uh, rely on Google uh, as a big sort of uh, traffic source. And so the greater the reliance on Google, the greater the importance is for a buyer to look at the uh, link profile and the keyword um, density behind the business. So you can use tools such as SEMrush and AREFs, which you can get you know, on 30-day free trials right. to have a look through the keyword rankings of the business, see how they've evolved over the last three, six, and 12 months, and also look at the backlink profile and specifically looking for you know, any signs of paid or spammy backlinks. You know, uh, in reality, what you're looking for is slow and steady growth over time. Uh, and any you know anywhere where there is something that looks unnatural, be sure to ask a question. Okay, and this is a you know if you weren't comfortable with this, you could I'm sure someone could hire a, an SEO pro to do an audit. Um, it's probably like one of the most honest things you could hire an SEO person to do for you. Yeah, I feel like, I feel that say, and that's quite common, um, certainly on higher end deals, um, particularly if you know that's not an area of expertise for you. Right. Um, Hiring a you know an SEO expert for an hour or two is going to give you the peace of mind you need to you know be reassured that the traffic base is solid. Okay, and how do I determine um, how do I determine the right price? How do I know what to offer? So, uh, customarily, if you're looking through a broker listing or something on a uh, marketplace, they'll have an asking price already listed. Um, and that will be, again, based off a multiple of earnings. And normally you can kind of expect to see something between two to three times earnings. And, and so, that, um, does the, that, are there different market standards for that or is it always like somewhere in the range of 2.5x? Uh, I mean, earlier you mentioned it did, part of it is how much time you have to put into it. A fully automated business that's like, you know, is passive income is probably is worth more, of course. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, you know, the market's changing um, on a certainly six monthly basis in terms of what the new norm and the new standard is for businesses. Um, you know, uh, one thing that definitely drives a premium is recurring revenue businesses over one-time revenue businesses. So SaaS um, sites often price, you know, three three times or above because of the fact that they have recurring revenue. Um, and often one-time sales sites or advertising sites can be some of the cheapest because of uh, the somewhat fickle nature of their revenue stream. When you're coming at it um, as a buyer, if you're looking at an e-commerce business, I think you need to be um, cognizant of a few factors. I think most importantly, assessing the traffic then go through the financials in detail to make sure that that profit number that they're saying is is what they are actually uh, uh, achieving. I think uh, it's important to look at the supplier relationships as well and understand the transferability of those to you. You don't ever want to buy a business where the terms might change overnight um, from what you're currently seeing because that will change the economics of the deal. Um, but I think... Uh, you know, if you buy through a broker, you can be assured that the um, asking price that they've listed it for 
is kind of grounded in precedent deals um, and it's a bit, I mean, it has quite a bit of logic behind it. And I think generally speaking, um, you'd expect a discount of, you know, maybe 10 to 15% from that asking price. Okay. Um, yeah. So if I've found a site, you know, that I like, I've done my due diligence, I'm confident in it, we've agreed on a price. How do you? Uh, how does it change hands? What's the process there? Yeah, good question. So um, always transact through escrow. So if you know if you're doing a private sale yourself, if you've you know directly um, contacted a, a seller or even someone that wasn't looking to sell, but um, you've got in touch with them, if you've run through your DD and your legals, always be sure um, to protect yourself by. Uh, transacting through escrow and someone like escrow.com where the buyer transfers their funds in and they're safe and secure until they receive all the assets is that is one of the preferred services to use so historically what happens is the buyer transfers the funds in as soon as they're secure the seller is notified to transfer everything over so you'll push the domain over to the buyer you'll zip up the files associated with the uh, website and transfer them to the new host. Um, you will hand over all of the accounts, all of the logins, uh, change the payment details, then make introductions to all the major business partners and suppliers, employees. Um, and then what normally happens in escrow is the buyer's given a two to three day inspection period, uh, which once they've received all the assets, this is like a 48 to 72 hour period where they can check over everything, make sure they're happy with it, make sure there's traffic coming to the site, there's orders being made, there's um, customers coming through and support tickets going in. And if everything looks and checks out as you'd expect it to be, um, you can release funds and that's the end of the transaction. Hmm. Okay, and I'll ask the, the obvious question um, that I should have started with is why buy a website versus starting your own? Yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a great question. And I think from an e-commerce perspective, um, we see buyers come in with all sort of um, ranges and experiences. And I think asking those guys what their common um, reasons are, are probably number one is that you're acquiring a proven business model. So... Um, you know, you're already acquiring a business that's got customers, it's got suppliers, it's got traffic established already. Someone else has taken all the risk during those early years. And for sure, you're going to have to pay for um, that revenue stream. But you've also skipped out quite a lot of that hard work in the early years. Quite another popular reason, uh, particularly amongst uh, e-commerce entrepreneurs that have their own businesses already is to buy other uh, websites in their niche or complementary to their niche so that they can cross sell their products and services into the new business. And we see that quite a lot with um, people acquiring you know, complementary businesses and leveraging the email addresses and uh, traffic of the new business uh, to the old one and quite significantly increasing the value between the two properties you know within the first month alone and then the last one uh, that's quite common as well is to gain some sort of strategic advantage based on the business they're acquiring so obviously the internet you know it's quite a weird and wonderful place and it's not uncommon to see a business come onto market with something quite unique about it 
um, you know, be that a, a potentially very lucrative supplier arrangement or a warehouse contract or a specific customer that uh, has eluded the uh, buyer to date. And so sometimes they might buy that business specifically for that relationship or specifically for that contact uh, and then use that in their other businesses going forward. Okay. Um, we've focused primarily on, you know, if you're in the buying position um, mm-hmm. for a site. If I'm selling it, let's say I've got an existing site, what are some things I could do um, to position it, uh, position my business um, so that I get a better sale price? Yeah, it's a great question. And a lot of people come up to us, you know, six to 12 months before their exit to get exactly that view. I think, um, you know, we were talking earlier about what puts you on that scale between two and three times. One of the biggest ones is, um, and you touched upon it yourself, is the passivity of the business. So if you're six to 12 months out and thinking about selling your business and you're the one that's participating in most of the operations day to day, start to really think about outsourcing those. So hire VAs, hire you know, employees as necessary or contractors as necessary and get them to start doing the customer support, the newsletters, um, you know, social media update, the content writing. For sure, you might add a little bit of extra cost into the business, but the multiple of the profit will expand um, uh, greater than the shortfall in the profit once it's done prof- properly. So net-net, you can actually turn up and make quite a tidy sum. I think another important thing is generally just to document the business properly uh, in terms of its internal processes and its financials. You'd be amazed what a clean set of numbers and um, process overview diagrams will do to persuade a buyer to pay you know, half a turn more on a business compared to one where the financials are all over the place the owner can't really comment because they've not looked at them properly and they can't really transfer the business easily because of the uh, no sort of documented processes. So it might sound a little bit boring, but definitely having your numbers in place and your processes sorted out are things that will dramatically improve the, the business. Now that makes sense. I couldn't imagine buying a business without having um, decent bookkeeping. Yeah, and and it, and it happens a lot. I mean... You know, internet entrepreneurs, I know, I guess I'll be quite generalized here, but by nature, so I work with quite a lot of them. They're very passionate and very focused on the business and not right. a lot of the boring stuff behind it. <laughs> they don't like doing the bean counting. So they'll turn up with this fantastic business from the outside, uh, but a complete nightmare if someone was to buy it. So a lot of it's just about cleaning up as you go along. And it really does make a difference. I mean, it can mean, you know, I've seen tens of thousands of dollars lost um, as a result of these things. So yeah, and it's really it. not that tough to. Um, I mean, you can hire a service to do your bookkeeping for you. Like I use Bench. Um, yeah, it's like a little over a hundred a month, and uh, it saves me so much time. I love it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of people use QuickBooks, which works out really well. Um, easy to download um, afterwards. So yeah, it's really the uh, yeah QuickBooks is the industry standard for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so that covers positioning to sell a business. Um, any pitfalls you should watch for as a, watch out for as a seller? 
a lot of sellers um, initially consider doing it on their own. And I think, um, you know, I don't want to pitch broker services too much, but I have seen some horror Please stories. Do. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen some, uh, some horror stories that are worth, like really worth thinking about um, when you're making that consideration, um, which is uh, a lot, you know, if you're going to sell your business, you're going to have to share a lot of information about it. And a lot of that information is going to be proprietary, it's secret, and it's stuff that, you know, you've been working on for a long time. And it's not uncommon to see people try and sell their own businesses um, and end up giving away their trade secrets and not consummating a deal and that person go out and either set up a new competitor or use it in their own business to, uh, to beat you out. Um, hmm. And we've had a not insignificant amount of people come up to us in the past having tried to sell their own businesses and either um, had their information stolen or had very difficult experiences. So it's worth thinking about, um, you know, hiring experienced people that know how to filter out quality buyers from, from bad ones. Um, I think it's worth um, getting valuations routinely on your business, um, especially if you're thinking of selling further out. So um, most of the brokers will offer a free valuation and it's worth just checking in with them and getting some advice um, about exit strategy so that, you know, if you value your business at 50,000 12 months ago, they can give you some pointers to get it up to 60 or 70 between now and then. It's always worth asking for that free advice. Very good. Um, yeah, I mean, that really, that was an excellent lesson. Um, yeah, that answers all of my questions. Um, where could any, uh, where could someone go to get more information from you or about, uh, selling websites in general? So, I mean, uh, if, you, if you're interested in, in buying, then we've written two quite comprehensive guides um, that are free on our website. Um, and they're written from the perspective of having like, no knowledge of um, the internet. So they're very useful um, for like entry level. Um, and particularly, so even if you do have um, knowledge, you'll be able to get even more out of them. Um, and we're shortly going to be releasing a, a seller book in the next month or two, which is going to have everything that, um, you know, people who own e-commerce businesses need to know to maximize their sale price before they come up to market. Um, so you can find all of that on our website, which is feinternational.com. Um, but I mean, I just encourage, uh, you know, people to, Look into the idea of uh, potentially acquiring uh, a business, especially if you've been running, you know, on e-commerce ones for a while now. Uh, it's always worth just looking at the materials to see what other businesses for sale look like, what they're doing, um, and how you know you could maybe fit yours with that one. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, that's perfect. I mean, that that wraps it up. We've got. Uh... Exactly 22 minutes. We've nailed the. Uh, that's a good 100 level intro to buying and selling um, e com businesses. Perfect. Wonderful. Good stuff. I didn't stall too much as well, which is what I did.